Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Mike and Deb Gilbert, they have a ministry that's based in Tampa Bay. It's called One City Ministries, but the seed for this is, um, well, it's a God story. It's an amazing God story. It has to do with their 18-year-old son who died from an accidental overdose. They were so generous in sharing with us how God takes you through something that devastating. Yeah. And we have great respect for this story. And so we want to we want to share the story with you, but you know, the rest of the story is how God takes something that is so tragic and turns it into something that impacts many lives. It's basically what beauty for ashes? Yes. Hi Mike, hi Deb. How you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for making time to be with us. So, um, wow. Let's talk about One City Ministries. Uh, this is a this is an amazing thing that yeah. um, God has done in and through your your lives. Well, we'll get to that. The, the only way we can talk about this ministry that God has entrusted you with is to go back to the year two thousand seven. Really, it's kind of the seed that was planted. Um, what happened with your 18-year-old son, Sean, um, was so, so difficult. And, and um, if you could share that story with us uh, of what happened to him at that time. How about, uh, Mike, you first? Well, uh, yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's always a tough one to talk about. Yes. And... Uh, you know, it, it, it really gets back to his his life was, was taken and cut short by some, some very greedy individuals uh, in a faraway state. Uh, he, he died of, uh, of an overdose of Oxycontin, mm-hmm. and uh, we now is pretty well publicized how horrible that, that, that medication was. It was. It was sold to the public as a medication of a painkiller. Right. Uh, but that, highly um, addictive, right. Well, exactly, and, and then of course all the all the uh, all the statements that they made, uh, Purdue Pharma made, was that it was uh, non-addictive, it was safe, it was good. We were lied to, yes. basically. Uh, Sean was lied to, yes. and uh, so it, that that medication went to uh, uh, a prescription, which went to a father, which then he shared with the son, his son shared with Sean. And that led to a very, very bad downward spiral and eventually Sean's death. Well, Deb, um, if you could take us back, um, this, you know, we hear the cliche tossed out, but it's so, so very true. You have lived it. It's a parent's worst nightmare to hear the news of something like this. Were you guys followers of Jesus at that time? Oh, thankfully, and thank God we were. Because, honestly, we would never have made it through. We would not have. But it was definitely, um, I would say, the first time that I, anyway, truly just surrendered to God. Because that is all we had to lean on. Um, So, yeah, it is a a parent's worst nightmare. We lived it for, you know, quite a long time. But for God, um, he made something beautiful from it. Um, through those ashes, you know, he birthed a, a ministry um, <clears throat> that is life-giving. And we are just honored to every day be able to do work for the kingdom out of our pain. 
Amen. Did you guys uh, and uh, Mike? You can you can answer this, and then Deb, uh, when Mike finishes here, um, give us your thoughts as well. What did this do for your faith? Uh, the ups and downs, I'm sure, were there. Did you ask the the why question? Why God did you allow this to happen? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it was a uh, the first. The first six months was a knockdown, dragout battle, uh, uh, and I went through all that anger, that rage that one would feel when he feels uh, so betrayed by humanity. I mean, this was an outright lie that uh, that unfortunately perpetrated into a uh, uh, the, the taking of my son's life. So that was a hard one to swallow. And yes, I, I, I did, I did all the accusations to God. I had all those battles, but uh, he ended up, <laughs> he won. So we, uh, yeah. yes. uh, you know, you, you come to that, that different perspective on life. You come to that reality. And I, I remember at, uh, at Sean's, uh, services, I, I, I somehow made the statement, we either believe this stuff or we don't. And that resonated with me. I don't know if I believed it when I said it, but it resonated with me a long time later. And I finally said, look, this rage has got to stop. It's not producing anything. It's not making any good. So this is where my passion was, was birthed. So I said, I, I got to redirect this. And uh, my passion then went to uh, helping to uh, provide justice to those who are uh, left without, out in the cold, those who are disenfranchised. Deb, we have the choice, don't we? We can either run to God or we can run away from Him. We absolutely do. And, and you know, honestly, it's an everyday battle. I mean, every day we have to choose that. Every day you have to decide, are we going to allow ourselves to stay in this black hole or do we keep moving forward? And, um, you know, I think that, you know, I used to sing the song, you know, I surrender all in church, like all of us do. Um, when something like this happens to you, 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 you truly, it's a, it's a different kind of surrender than I ever knew. And a little bit different than Mike, I feel like in some weird way, um, God was kind of preparing us. Um, things happened and, um, you know, over, over time, over a couple of years, things were happening. And not that you ever prepared for something like this, but in my heart, I knew that God was going to do something good with this. Um, and as much as we missed our son and it was such a tragic, terrible thing that happened to us, I felt that God had a plan for this and that Sean was in a much better place. And as, as you know, trite as that sounds sometimes and cliche. Um, but I honestly, I wasn't mad at God. I just felt like he was taking care of things and I felt that he held us up physically, emotionally, mentally, until we could start walking on our own again. So it was a little different for me. Yes. Yeah. This whole idea of I can't take another step, and God says, okay, that's, that's fine. I'll carry you. You know, surrender to me, and I will carry you. One City Ministries was birthed out of this story that, that we're sharing with you here this morning and how God can turn things around. Sometimes it takes time. He has to prepare us for the assignment he has for us, and it's the life that we may not have chosen. And yet we trust him because we know that he's good. And maybe this story is speaking to you here this morning in your own set of circumstances. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. 
We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. The Lord told you guys to go. Okay. Well, Mike, where did he tell you to go, and what did he tell you to do? <laughs> well, uh, that's a very interesting story. It's, it's, um, it's actually, God told Deb uh, in, a, in a very raw moment where Deb was spending time in, in Sean's room holding his ashes, and she said, uh, crying out to God, God, ashes is all I have left of my son. And uh, God clearly said to her, ashes, it's all that's ever left. You know, you're going to go to Africa, um, which is quite a dramatic change from what would typically happen in Deb's life. Because she was, she's, she, we were living a very, very comfortable life with, with uh, thermometers and, and, and air conditioning and, and bug sprays and all that stuff. And uh, uh, going to Africa was not in her, her radar, uh, but it was that day. And when she expressed that to me, uh, my heart just jumped for joy because I, it's been pulling on my heart for, for, for several weeks at that point. Uh, and years before that, because I, I actually do come from a long line of African missionaries and, and, and pastors, so it was kind of in my DNA. Yeah. Deb, let's talk about that moment. Um, it's that still, small voice. Did the Lord uh, confirm His leading through Scripture? How did it play out? I'm interested. Um, you know, it, it was so real to me at that moment, and, and as Mike said, that was never anything I was going to do. I always told Mike, if God is telling you that, you're either not hearing him right or you're married to the wrong person. I'm never going to the mission field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was very confirming when he said it to me. And then we had several people that didn't know that we were even thinking that who came to us with different scripture and, and, and a different word from God. And, and then we sat down with our senior pastor at the time and kind of shared with him. And when we finished and he asked all the right pastor questions, he was also very confirming and he felt very much in his spirit that, this was the, this was right. This is what we were supposed to do. Not a not an easy thing when you think about yes. your leaving. You know your other kids. You're leaving everything you know, um, going on a mission trip that is still happening, and you've never been on a mission trip before, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, the other kids and exactly. Yeah, that's Isn't you talk about just like God. Yeah, though. that's just yeah. like God. Step out in faith. Without faith, it's impossible mm. to please Him. He talks about Absolutely. that in Hebrews eleven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so our other kids, uh, the kids took it great. You know, they were all young adults. And um, uh, so, yeah, they were, um, they were, they were fine with it. They weren't really very surprised by it, amazingly. So, yeah, we figured, we, we felt like we were absolutely following exactly what God had for us. Yeah, it's like God prepared their hearts as well, because God's never just looking at just one person, really. He's always under multiplication. Okay, well, I'm going to put this person here, and then that person in that spot, or those parents in that position, well, there's the ripple effect, not only to the people they're going to reach, but their kids as well. And I know a lot of parents uh, hesitate because they're like, well, if I follow God's call, whatever that may mean, well, that may mean I have to move, maybe not to the depths of Africa, or maybe I'm moving across the state or across the country. I got to pull my kids out of school. I got to do. You know what? I've been in that very position, and 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 you, I have learned that God is no man's debtor experientially, and he, if He's calling you to do something, He's going to take care of your family too. Have you learned that as well? In a, in a million ways, absolutely. And also, you know, we see on the mission field every single day that 
you know, we, we didn't know that we knew anything about the mission field. <laughs> you know, we had never been out there. But when you start looking at you start connecting the dots of everything, all of your experiences in your life, I mean, from childhood to where we were now, um, that God has been preparing us for this very thing. That things that we thought we didn't know how to do when we're on the mission field, and God says, now we're going to do this. Um, we go, how do we do that? And then we remember, you know, there's been either a job or a volunteer, something that we've done in the past that he just um, has prepared us for. And it's been the same. Our, our kids have been at peace, mostly. It, you know, Africa's a scary place for, for, for my kids to think about us being there. And, um, but they've been mostly at peace about it. So that's been really great. And they're very helpful to us in the ministry here. Mm. So that's neat. Couldn't do it without them. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the beginning of One City Ministries. So you going to the mission field, was that the beginning of the ministry itself? Mike, you want no, that? No, I, 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 I don't know if that was... We, we, the, the ministry was birthed when God gave us the marching orders, I think, and then, and then we just kind of walked it out. Right. And our marching orders was, was, was to do something very holistic to, to make sure you had... Uh, a, uh, a sustainable uh, results of your efforts at the end of it. So he, he gave us a very clear set of marching orders to accomplish that. Okay, so let's talk about the Light Village. Uh, where did that come from? That's a God idea, isn't it? Well, most certainly. It was, it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to want to gravitate toward thinking globally. I want to think about how can we make monstrous changes to, uh, to what's happening in the world? How can we really impact the trajectory of mankind, and but Debs was always no. Let, give me a small village that I can mold and work with. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so what we came up with was uh, Light Village, which is a 23-acre compound in uh, actually it's our campus there in, in Uganda, which does both. It is it is very very micro and then very macro. We're, we're micro from the standpoint that we we perfect the sciences there, but it's macro from the standpoint that we do it with the intention of being a, a global type movement. It's a global impact. Things we are, we're, we're doing there will impact globally. Deb, what about, um, you know, tell us how this has all played out with the, the Light Village itself and, and taking those steps of faith. Uh, and, and a 23-acre campus, this is no small undertaking. This is a pretty big deal. It is a very big deal, but as Mike mentioned, you know, when I first hit the ground in Uganda, um, you know, you're surrounded by such, such poverty. It's, 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 you know, it's really challenging and difficult. And it seems so huge to me. And I would say to God, can you just give me like a little, just a, a, a little village to work with people? I just felt like it was so, so big and I didn't know how to do that. And so when we came across this land and I mean, God, every, every move was from God. Um, and he just brought us to this place that um, while like village is, the place that everything happens, it all goes out from there. All of our workers, our churches, our pastors, the whole thing. And so we knew that, you know, meeting physical needs is critical on the mission field, the water, the food, the safety, the medical, all those things. But true transformation is also spiritual, isn't it? And that to help, we have to do both, physical and spiritual, to make true transformation last um, for a lifetime and change the whole community. And that's what we're able to do at the Light Village. 
Well, tell us, uh, Mike, exactly how that works and uh, how many people, I don't know, it's, maybe it's a guesstimate, but how many folks have actually passed through your doors there uh, in Uganda and maybe even have a story of uh, you know, a typical, well, each story is special, no story is, is typical in a way, but in essence, maybe a story that's coming to your mind this morning that sums up why you're even there and doing what you're doing. Well, um, that takes me back a little bit, uh, Kurt. I mean, the, the, uh, very early on, when we started the ministry, we started to voice it out, and we started to communicate that. We were invited to speak at several churches. And I remember speaking at one church one time. And, and after the services, uh, someone, a parishioner, came up to me and said, you know, you, you were take, your, your son was taken from you, but he's going to give you 10,000 children. It's very, very interesting. That number stuck with me, 10,000 children. Suddenly, we're looking at Light Village. We're looking at our area of footprint, our area of impact. The, 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 the sub-county which we're in is a population of 10,000 people. So, uh, That's we, great. That is so cool. I love that. We radiate out from there. The, as, I, as, as Deb was saying, the, the, the campus is where the epicenter is, but our, our, our strategy is to grow virally. And what we try and do is we, we try and identify the passions of people and try and, and tweak those passions. And once that passion grows within that individual, that's what, that's what becomes viral. And that gives you your sustainability because now you're not just dealing with one person. You're not just talking to one person. You're talking to generations because that person's going to pass it on. So that's, that basically we, we do it very organically and that's where you get sustainable results from. Wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so um, if you'd like to learn more about the ministry, we're going to make this textable here in just a moment. But on the way out, let's talk about what's coming up on Friday. What are you guys up to? Oh, I'll let that be that one. We are celebrating, it's mind-boggling to us, 15 years on the mission field. Um, so we have a big gala celebration that is um, our legacy event. It's, uh, a lot of it is in honor of our son. And um, we're going to have some great guests. We have Andrew Stanley, who is the son of Andy Stanley and the grandson of Charles Stanley. And we have a um, amazing dance troupe, uh, Dundu Dole, from the Bay Area. And we brought with us a couple of our um, Ugandan friends, um, some, some, some kids from the village that have turned their story uh, into a really powerful uh, life now. One, one is an attorney and one is a doctor, a scientist. And we're just going to be able to share some things that have happened over the 15 years, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But um, it's going to be a really exciting event, I think. All right. Oh, so yes. that's coming up on Friday. And uh, more details. All right, Producer Mark, we've made it textable. If you like to check out One City Ministries and all the et cetera involved with this. Yeah, absolutely. All you want to do is text One City. It's just one word. One city to 888-777-6810, and we'll go ahead and send out a link for all the wonderful work the Lord is doing through this ministry. This is exciting. Mike and Deb, thank you for being with us. I know it's a busy week for you guys with uh, the event coming up, but um, we're so excited to be able to share um, what God is up to. You're based here in Tampa Bay, are you not? We are, we are yeah. We, yeah. Yeah, and our event is at the JCC, which is uh, downtown Tampa. Got it. All the details, textable. It's one city, all one word, one city, to 888-777-6810. Blessings to you guys. We'd love to have you back sometime. Thank you. It's a pleasure.
Thanks for listening to Curtain Gate Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.